First John chapter four, verse 11, 12 and 13. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man have seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he have given us his spirit. Precious Lord, thank you. Thank you for giving us your spirit. Thank you for taking away our spirit. Father God, your word said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. It's a new spirit. All things, that old spirit and all his affections and all his loves, all his desires have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. 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 How about that? I think some of y'all, some of y'all seen all the heaviness of those three verses. I can always tell Sylvia would not make a good poker player because I know when a verse when a verse gets her. Okay, watch this. Here we go. Beloved, we've been on that word for a long time. I know one thing for certain. But the next time you guys hear anybody talking, or say you go visit a church or turn on the radio and a preacher say we're going to be preaching out of First John chapter, whatever it is, you're going to be real familiar with it. Amen. You're going to say, oh. Let's see what this guy's got to say about it. Beloved. What's the beloved? People of God. People of God. People of God. People who have been born again. People who have been raised from the dead. People who are filled with God's grace and mercy and love and his spirit and his power. Those are who the beloved are. Beloved ain't dead folks. Beloved ain't, ain't dope boys and, 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 and prostitutes and, and people of, of, of the night. And those aren't beloved. Amen. Okay? They can be if God, if God saves them, if God gives them the faith to believe, because all of us was one time not beloved. Okay? But thanks be to God, God has separated us. He told us, come out from among them and be ye separate. So the beloved is God's people. I have these conversations all the time. And people say, oh, everybody, you know, everybody should come to the church. You should invite everybody to come to the church. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't believe that. And I, I catch it because I just don't believe that. I just don't believe that everybody ought to be coming up in your house. Just like you wouldn't have everybody coming up in your own house. Amen. <laughs> now, you ain't having everybody. You, listen, everybody ain't coming to your house. And everybody ain't coming to mind. And most of us got alarms and security guards just in case they come when you ain't there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, but they but go and bring them to God's house. Bring them to God's house. I don't know nothing about you. Meet me at Dunkin' Donuts. I'll talk to you about what we do in this house, but until then, you don't. See, that's how I am. Meet me at Starbucks. Meet me at Panera Bread. I got a coffee. I'm in the coffee club. We can drink coffee and I'll talk to you about what it means to be a child of God. 
Okay? And then you will be prepared for what we do at our house. But this is this is some serious stuff here. Amen. Okay? Everybody listen. Beloved. If God so loved us, how about that? Y'all see John 3.16 right in that verse. If God so loved us, okay, we ought. Mm-hmm. That word ought, that word ought means we must. That word ought means we must do everything we in our in our abilities also to love one another. Now, now this is the conversation Ann and I had this morning. It's hard to love folks. If you don't see him, ain't it? It's hard to love folks you don't see. And I, and I, and I when I when I look at the, the, the when I look at the, the the pandemic and all that, listen, it's hard to love folks because one week ago by, two weeks ago by, three weeks ago by, next thing you know, you ain't talked to them in six, seven weeks, just like that. Ain't ain't that the truth? And if you, if you ain't talked to somebody in six, seven weeks, that relationship starts to, to window. It does. And then when you go back to talk to them, and, and you don't even know where to start at. Especially if you've been going to church. Because this is where Christians, exclusia, this is a house where Christians come together and fellowship and love one another. This is where the presence of God shows up. People say, well, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Yes, you do. See, I'm, I'm just, yes, you do. You got to go to church to be a Christian. Just like you got to go to the lake to be a fisherman. You can't tell me you're a fisherman and don't go to the lake. Okay? Well, I'm a fisherman. And, but but where your stuff? When last time you been to the lake? Well, I ain't, I'm a fisherman. I say I'm a fisherman. I ain't been fishing in years. I want to go. Just don't have time. Just like I say, well, I'm a golfer. Well, I ain't golfed in 13 years. Am I still a golfer? Guess what? If I went out there and swing them, I would stink. I would be swinging and missing the ball. You ain't, you listen, you ain't going to church. You ain't, if you ain't, listen, there's a reason why you need to go to church. Yes, yes. L- let me give you a couple. Let me give you a couple. Let me give you a couple. Just off, just because, listen. Not only Hebrews 10.25 says this, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. Y'all see what's coming. Okay? What's that? Somebody saying it won't be long. Okay? We see the day approaching. Church ought to be more important to you now than ever. Because something coming. America got something coming after her. Okay? So not forsaking and assembling ourselves together as a matter of song. Now listen, I'm, I'm glad he put that song in there because everybody, there's folks that want to come to church. Okay? There's folks that want to come to church. I'm not talking about the folks that want to come to church. I'm talking about the folks that don't want to come to church. Amen. Okay, because when I rode by Avalon Inn yesterday, when I rode by Avalon Inn yesterday, you couldn't have got another car 
Matter of fact, they had to use the golf course across the street parking lot. They had so many people out there at some kind of event. You couldn't get another person in there. But the church. Clean as this church is. I know it's cleaner than Avalon. Okay. I know it's cleaner than Station Square. I know it's cleaner than Mitsu. I know it's cleaner than Applebee's. I know, I know it is. Amen. Okay? And I know you can social distance in here. We got masks out there. We got sanitizer out there. We got all kind of disinfectant. Okay? Don't use the pandemic for an excuse. Because I know this church is cleaner than Walmart and Aldi's. First Corinthians 5, 4, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together. That's what it says. I'm going to do some Jeremiah. I, I'm just going to read it. Okay. Y'all just stone me if you want. But it says when you are gathered together. In my spirit. With, <laughs> watch this, Columbus, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Churches for saying, folks, filled with the Spirit of God. And we need to gather together. I need you. I need you. Because, see, see, we hold one another accountable. Okay? We hold one another accountable. We exhort one another. We encourage one another. When we ride through the parking lot, we know whose cars is here. I'm glad Margaret here. I'm glad Sylvia here. I see Vaughn and Jeremy car. Oh, Columbus car over there. Christine just got dropped off. We can go down the list. And we need to gather together. Why? Why? To strengthen one another. To strengthen one another. Stay with me. Stay with me. I'm going to break this down just a little. For, for where two or three are gathered together in my name. This is Jesus talking. Okay? Not in Allah's name. Not in Buddha's name. Not in Joseph Smith's name. Not in the Pope's name. Where two or three are gathered together in my name. They don't know what that means. They believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. Lived a sinless life. Walked this earth for three, two and a half, three, two and a half years, three and a half years, and was crucified for nothing he done. Was buried and rose on the third day. And now is seated in the right hand of the Father. Let me tell you something, that's a big one to swallow. But folks, you may have a church with 500 people, but there may be only Two or three that are gathered in his name. His name. Let me let me give you the last one. I got some more, but I, I always give I always like more. Okay. Jude 118. Watch this now. Watch this. This is why it's important that we that we watch the doors and know who's among us. Okay? He says, he says, how they told you that there shall be mockers in the last time who shall walk after their own ungodly lust, lust, excuse me. These be they who separate themselves. Let me say that again. 
These mockers. You don't need church. Church ain't important. You the church. You don't need to go to church to be a Christian. Listen, how they told you there should be mockers in the last time. We in the last time. Who should, who should walk after their own ungodly lust. Those same folks that's telling you you don't need to go to church on Sunday is sitting at big boys now. Is there still a big boys? When they out and about, they planning their day, they getting ready to do something. It ain't like they going to sit at home all day. But they just tell you, you don't need to go to church. Okay. They at the flea market. Or at the bargain basement or somewhere. Mm -hmm. These are they who separate themselves. Sensual. Sensual means they, 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 they're controlled by their senses. Okay? Lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. Pride of life. Sensual. Having not, uh-oh. Having not the spirit. Be careful. Be careful, folks, that's telling you church ain't important. And, 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 and then, because most likely they don't have the spirit. Amen. Okay? Well, church ain't important. It ain't important to you. Okay? It ain't important to you. Don't tell me what's important to me. Nobody can tell you what's important to you. I'm going to tell you what's important to me. God is my everything. First of all, what we say? Give an honor to God, who is what? The head of my life. Cindy's not the head of my life. When we, when we got married and when, when God saved me and called me, she knew her place. One, number one. Number two. Okay? She cool with that. She cool with that. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let me look at this verse. Stay with me. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also are. Excuse me. We are also to love one another. Now, the wonderful thing about John, John sort of explains himself as he keeps going. Now, 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 watch first. Watch this verse. Number 12. No man have seen God at any time. Now, that really sounds like something I would say. Because y'all think like y'all think I think like that because I like to I like being confrontational because folks be telling me they seen the Lord. Okay. And they seen him in a dream. They seen him in a vision. They, they seen him in a pizza. They seen him in a cloud. <laughs> Y'all seen that one with the pizza. Look at Jesus' pizza. Let me tell you something. Okay? You didn't think about how many cores you didn't have before you see Jesus in a pizza. Okay? My brother-in-law, he, he had a heart attack. He said, I seen Jesus. I said, you didn't. See, and see, if I was politically correct, I would say, oh, my God, you did. Oh, what did he look like? No, I said dogmatically, you did not see him. And, and now, see, that ain't popular. So now I get all this black and blowback. But I stand on God's word. I can go straight here where I went with him. I say, listen, 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 sonny boy. You did not see Jesus. Okay. I don't know what you've seen, but you was having a heart attack, and they and I even got some medical trusted science. They said when you have a heart attack, you see white, and a lot of people think they see in Jesus. I went there with them, and, and but I said here, look, First John four twelve. No man have seen God at any time. 
didn't tell him this because he would have probably hit me with something. When you look at a believer, you're looking at the closest thing you will ever see of God. Let that sink in. Let me, let me, let me, let, when you look at me, okay, I'm God's man, filled with the spirit of God, been born again, saved by his blood. You are seeing as much of God as you will ever see with those eyes in your head. Okay. Support that with scripture. I see that look. If we love one another. Okay. If we, now, now lesson is to beloved. The lesson is to people of God. This ain't to Joe Blow down the street. Okay? If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. God is in on every one of us that believe God is in us. Amen. God is in us. His spirit is in us. Okay? God dwelleth in us. That's what the word of God is saying. Well, Pastor, I don't know if God dwells in me or not, but he don't. <laughs> okay, that's a no-brainer. If you don't know if the Spirit of God is living in you, He's not living in you because the Spirit of God will let you know Amen. that He is living in you. You're not gonna run around here all. Well, you know, like I gotta take a test and see if I got this coronavirus. No, 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 you ain't gotta take no test to know if you got the Spirit of God dwelling in you because the Spirit of God dwelling in you gonna control you. Okay. Gonna control you. Yeah. Well, listen. If we love one another, okay. I love Jeremy. Jeremy loved me, okay. Cause we brothers in Christ. Mm -hmm. God dwelleth in us, so our spirits are constantly wanting to be together. This is the danger of of closing the churches. Let me, let me explain that. Okay, let me explain that. This is where believers come to fellowship. Okay? This is where our spirits come to, 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 to see each other and, and talk to each other and laugh and share scriptures and Bible studies and Sunday school lessons and all the good times we have because our spirits de demands that. If your spirit, if your if the spirit is in you, doesn't demand that you fellowship with other believers. Let me tell you something. Okay, I ain't running with nobody for long that don't have the spirit of God in them. Cause I'm gonna run out. I, I know, I know some saved folks. They love running with unsaved folks. I don't run with unsaved folks. I may I'll kick it with them a little bit, talk to them. You know, I know enough about football and basketball and the Olympics and uh, politics to talk to just about anybody. But, uh, but listen, okay, you ain't my dude. If you ain't got the spirit, you can't be my dude. You can't be my girl. You can't be my cat. You can't be none of that. The Bible say, let us not be what unequally, unequally yoked together. Uh -huh. Okay. Be careful. When you run around with folks that don't have the spirit of God, sooner or later, <laughs> your life will get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. It'll get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer because you're running with somebody, well, if I say what I really feel, if I say what I really believe, you know, they ain't going to, it doesn't. And soon you keep saying that over and over and over again, guess what happens? You quench the spirit. 
You quench the spirit. If we love one another. Here we go. Watch this. God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected. His love is perfected in us. His love is perfected in us. Don't take that word legally like we would use it. You know, there's no such thing as a perfect Christian. That word perfected and, 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 and what it really means is, is that you are working at this thing. Okay? It's a word that they use when, when Jesus, let me, let me read the scripture and see if you can pick up the word perfected in the scriptures. I'll give you that. Matthew 4.18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers. How about that? Where are you going to find fishers at? By the sea. Okay? Christians ought to be by the church. And he said unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And straightway, they left their nets and followed him. Here we go. Here's where it gets good. And going on from this, he saw two brethren. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father. Here we go. Mending their nets. And he called them. And they immediately left their ship and their father and followed. So, so the word mending is, is, is really the, the, the Greek or the Hebrew word for perfecting. What were they doing? Anybody ever fished? Anybody ever went fishing? When you come in from fishing, a lot of times, especially the sea, the salt water will do what to your fishing line or your nets? They will eat it up. So what these two gentlemen was doing, they was mending their nets, probably washing down with fresh water, sewing them to where they have come apart at, especially some of the fish with all the scales and the teeth and everything. They tore some of them, and they was mending their nets. So, so, so when, when John is saying, make us perfect, he said, God is always mending us. He's always mending us. Some of us have been mended this week. Some of us have been mended this week. Another word you might use for mending would be sanctifying. Sanctifying, always making us better making us stronger, making us more efficient in what we do. And, 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 and that's why it's so important that we meet in church. This is where we mend our nets at. We mend our nets in Sunday school. We mend our nets in, on Wednesday night. We mend our nets on Sunday morning. We mend our nets. I, many times I'm sitting here after a Sunday school lesson or, or studying a Sunday school lesson, I think about you guys. I think about, I wonder what they thought about this first. I wonder how they handled this first. I wonder if Margaret seen this one. And I, I just think like that. Because that's how we do as beloved. As beloved. So God is wanting to mend the nets. He wants to make us perfect. How does he make us perfect? That would be the question. The truth, the truth of God's word makes us perfect. Makes us perfect. Not perfect in the sense that we, we got it all together. But the truth of God's word constantly mending us. Constantly mending us. Watch. Stay with me. Jesus, Jesus said this. 
Well, Peter said this. He says, be holy. Can we be holy? Can we be holy in this flesh? Come on, y'all. No. Not in a literal sense. We're never going to be holy. If we could ever become holy in that sense, we would need a savior. If God thought it on our own, we could become holy. We would need a savior. Okay. But we have God's word. So when Peter says, but as he which have called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversations. Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. Okay? Be holy. Work at it. Work at being holy. You're never gonna, you're never gonna hit tens on all of them. Okay? So so one maybe maybe for a whole month, you you at eight or nine. On the holiness meter. How about that? Okay. But then next month, you could be right back five or six. But the object is you always working at being what? Holy. How? In all manner of conversation. Paul, Peter, Paul would say, in all you eat, drink, and do, you want to do how? To, a way to give God glory. Okay. So we're never going to be holy in that sense. Here's, a, here's another one. We take, taste God, take God's word. God says, be sober. Okay? Be sober. That is, that is hold oneself in hand so that others shall not what? Take us unaware. And I sit here and watch folks. I watch folks today. I watch folks at the gym. I'm sitting here like, you know, I'm, I know I'm a little paranoid type dude. I got a little PTSD, whatever you want to call that. I got all that stuff. Every person give you all that. Okay, I'm paying attention, folks. Ain't nobody sneaking up on me. If somebody sneak up on me, they, they better be good. Okay, because I've been watching folks, they ain't paying attention to nothing but that phone. And, and I mean, they sitting in the parking lot. I walk through a parking lot. They sitting in their car. Somebody could come in there and, and put them in a headlock. They wouldn't even know the person was outside the car. Okay? You see me park somewhere, I'm positioning myself so I can see everything, everything in front of me. Okay, you sneak up on me, you're going to have to jump off the building. <laughs> Okay, that's how I think. And, 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 and honestly, it's biblical. Okay, Peter, Peter says, 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant. Okay, he says, that's, 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 a, that's a command. That's not, he's not suggesting this. He's, he's, he's commanding this and he's talking to people who were being persecuted. And he's saying, be sober, be vigilant. Why, Peter? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And the lion only roars when it springs. It'd be too late. Now, how are you going to let a lion sneak up on you? <laughs> Think about that. And you, you, and lions don't sneak up on folks. Y'all see, watch, watch the animal kingdom stuff. They know them lions out there. It's just, can we outrun them? <laughs> they ain't sneaking up on us. They like, they ready, set, go. Now, the one that ain't sober and ain't vigilant in the back, he like, man, y'all joking around again. Now, that's the one the lion get because he's he going to get the last one. He ain't running to the front of the pack. The lion, you will never see the lion run to the front of the pack. What's he want? The one that ain't sober. The one that ain't vigilant. The one that ain't paying attention. He's going to get the sick one. The one with the bad leg. He ain't getting the ones that's paying attention. Be faithful. Can we be faithful? Can we be faithful? 
See, and, and, here, and here's where we misunderstand what it means to be faithful. See, we, we think being faithful means, you know, just, just showing up and being good and thanking God for everything. And No, 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 no. No, faithful don't mean that. I mean, some of it means that. But faithful means when all hell break out. Somebody said break loose. I'll take that. When all hell break loose, can you be faithful? Now you want to take the faithful test. See, it's easy to be faithful. It's easy to be faithful when everything ain't going your way. But when it ain't, can you be faithful? Remember the church of Smyrna in, uh, in, in, in Revelation chapter 2? Now watch this. Now the word Smyrna, the word Smyrna, the name, the name of the church being crushed. The word means crushed. Okay? And, 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 and the angel is talking to all the churches. And Smyrna is one of the two that survived. Okay? The church of, the church of Smyrna. And the church of Philadelphia. Okay? Watch this. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna. The angel, some people say the angel will be the overseer, the pastor of the church or the bishop or whatever. These things say the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega, which was dead. Huh? Okay? And is alive. I know that works. He's talking to the church. See, God knows what's going on here. Don't y'all take, don't y'all think that he don't. Y'all think I take attendance. Yeah, yeah. Y'all think I take attendance. I, I, not like God does. And I'm not talking about attendance like you here every day. I'm talking about attendance when you ain't here. Attendance when you're not here. Okay? He said, I know that works. He know me. Y'all may not know me. I can hide some stuff from y'all. Guess who I can't hide from? I can't hide it from the Lord. He said, I know your works. And tribulation. He know all you've been through. He know all you done been through. He know all you done overcame. He know all the issues that you done had. Maybe marital problems, health problems, mental problems. All he know. I said, I know all your tribulation because serving God and being faithful is going to take you through some stuff. Okay? That's why he says, ye endure to the end. It's going to take something. And it ain't going to come from you. It's going to take the power of God working in you to get you through some stuff. See? So we, we, we cop out today. You know, it's, just almost, it's like cool. It's cool to quit. We, 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 it's, it's cool to quit. Not, not, not in God's circles. Okay? He said, I know that works. I know that tribulation. I know that poverty. So these folks, these folks had, had good works. They had tribulation. They had poverty. Poverty, they mean they went through. They might have lost everything. Watch what he says. But thou art rich. Okay? Spiritually. And he said, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews. We getting ready to go through this now. We on some Jesus hating in this country. Okay? We on some Jesus hating in this country. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to continue, especially as a black man, to preach Jesus Christ, the white Jesus as the, the BLM and Antifa and the black, black Hebrew Israelites, oh, the white Jesus, the white Jesus got you stuck still. The white Jesus is controlling you. They, they give you, if you're going to keep continuing, continue as a black church, a black Christian to raise and lift up Jesus, you're going to get some blasphemy. 
coming your way. Okay. He said, I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Let me tell you something. Y'all catch that? The synagogue of Satan. Let me tell you something. Satan is holding church today. Okay. Satan is holding church today. And I don't know how I don't know how well attended it is. I imagine it might be well attended. Okay? But he having church. How do in, in, in 2 Corinthians 11 say, and Satan has his ministers. But let's keep going. Watch this now, because I want to talk about being faithful. He says, all that they've been through. I like this. See, I need verses like this. Maybe this is just for me. Fear none of those things which Thou shalt suffer. Let me read that again. Because we, we don't believe we should suffer no more as Christians. We, we, we don't believe that. We believe we suffer, you know, and, and some, if you get the right creature, they'll tell you it's because of your faith. It's because of your faith. That's why you're going through. It's because of your faith. That's why you're sick. It's because of your faith. That's why you got cancer. It's because of your faith. No, man. It's because you are in flesh and you are in fallen flesh cursed flesh that eventually is going to rot and Hebrews 9 27 says it is appointed under mm-hmm. man wants to die and after that the judgment it ain't because of your faith that you're getting sick okay it's because of sin all right fear none of those things which thou shall suffer behold the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried. That word tried is a legal term. You're going to be tried and tested and found guilty. Found guilty. And you shall have tribulation 10 days. Here we go. You got all this stuff going on. They got the devil. You got the blasphemy. You got poverty. You got tribulation. Now, where your faith. Okay. Now, how faithful are you? Says Jesus. That you may be tried and you should have tribulation 10 days. Watch this. Watch what Jesus said. If you ever feel like quitting, if you ever feel like it's just too much. Okay. He said, what? Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. My what? My burden is light. He says, be thou faithful. Unto death. I like that. I like that. See, this is see, this is this is me. And this is, you, if you're a Christian, you're a warrior. If you're a Christian, you're a soldier. If you're a Christian, you're a fighter. If you're a Christian, you are steadfast on enduring to the end. If you're a Christian. Now you're a church folk. That's a whole different ballgame. But when God filled you with his spirit, he didn't fill you with the spirit of what? Fear. He didn't fill you with the spirit of cowardice. He didn't fill you with the spirit when all hell break out in your life. You're just going to quit. That's not what you have. If you're a child of God, you've been empowered to warfare and to battle. And he says it right here. Be thou faithful unto death. That's how a soldier fights. He ain't talking to tell and running. And if you're going to get a crown, <laughs> it's just right here. 
It's just right here. Paul said, I fought a good fight. Paul said, I fought a good fight. You know, Paul said, I, 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 I fought a good fight. He said, I finished my course. Then he said, there's laying up for me a crown of righteousness. He says, be faithful unto death. Here we go. And this is a promise from the Lord. This is a promise from the Lord and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, be thou faithful unto death. And I will give thee a crown of life. Faithfulness demands suffering. Jeremiah suffered. Esther suffered. The three Hebrew boys suffered. Joshua suffered. Gideon suffered. You can go down the list. Everybody that ever served God, everybody that ever served God suffered. They suffered. And you're not you no know, different. We may think we are. I ain't suffered in a long time. No, you're going to go through some suffering. The moment you open up your mouth and start talking about Jesus. Some of us know that. Be filled. He's talking about be filled and be, be faithful. He just, listen, listen. Paul writing to the, to, the, to the believers at Ephesus, talking about be filled. If you're going to be faithful, you can't be faithful if you ain't filled. Okay? See, see a, lot of God's, a lot of God's truths can't be, can't be done. With, you can't do them without the Spirit of God. Okay? And see, this is the problem. A lot of folks, they're trying to do God's work without the Spirit. And they wonder why I struggle. Why am I struggling? Why am I going through? Why am I struggling with this? You, you Be filled. Okay? He says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. He, Ephesians 5, 16. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine. Whereas in excess, but be what? Filled with the spirit. You, you, anybody ever notice wineries popping up all over the place? Wineries all over the place. And, and a lot of Christian folks don't have a problem with wine. They, they don't want to say we're from the hard stuff. But they, you know, I, I mean, I got, I got family members that Christians and they, they make wine. Somebody said, well, ain't no wrong, ain't no wrong with wine. Ain't no wrong with wine. Okay. Unless I drink it. It's only bad for preachers. And be that drunk with wine. Wearing his excess. I'm just going to keep rolling. But be filled with the Spirit. Okay. So you know what wine does? You know what alcohol does? It changes that spirit. The alcohol gets in you, and, and that spirit changes. I, I used to, I, I, when, when, I, when I worked at General Motors, and we'd be on that line, and you get a, you get a half an hour break, and then they give you like a 12-minute break. Remember them days? Is that how I was a packer? You get a half an hour break, then you get like a 12-minute break or a 15-minute break. Now I worked in the paint department. Now I was on the top floor. And then you would have to go all the way through the whole plant out the gate and get back all the way to the paint department in 15 minutes. And them boys would tell me when they came back, they drank a six pack. 
And I'm sitting here like, and I really didn't know what they meant. So I went golfing with a couple of them. I went golfing with a couple of them. I wasn't saved then, but I never drank. So I went golfing with these clowns. Excuse me. They ain't, they ain't going to be listening. They know what I'm talking about. They picked it up. So, so they was trying to be nice. They were trying, I mean, we got we got Neil, he don't drink, we ain't gonna drink around. So they got to the turn. So they got to the night. They as far as they can go. They, they say a true alcoholic can only go about five hours without a drink. Okay. So they got to the ninth hole and they got the clubhouse on the ninth hole. So they went in there and they was all right. They was happy, clear-minded. But when they got to that clubhouse, I watched, I, 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 this crossed my mind, I say, that's how them boys did it at General Motors. They drank a six pack. In like five minutes, pow, pow, that's how they was drinking. You ever see people drink like that? Pow, what's it called? Shotgun or something? And and everything about everything about them changed. They whole face, everything just went. It was like I was watching a horror movie. And then they start Yahoo! I'm all out in Garrisville. They was all Yahoo! Yahoo! And they were hitting the ball, throwing clubs. I'm sitting here like, wow. Hey, what happened to these boys? <laughs> Speaking to yourself in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. What a, what a wonderful verse. This is the verse of a man who was a killer, a hater of Christians. And watch, he's talking about himself. Sometimes ain't nobody going to listen to you. Sometimes you have to go to verse 19, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, giving, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I like that. To the Lord. To the Lord. Barnabas was like that. Barnabas was one who was filled with the Spirit of God. You ever get a chance to study Barnabas? Watch what it says in Acts, Acts 11. I know I'm getting long. I'm going to wind this thing. Watch this. Verse 23, Acts 11. Here's Barnabas. Who, when he came, he saw the grace of the God and, and, and glad and was glad and exhorted them that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. Now, here's, here's what the Word of God says about Barnabas. I wish this was true about every man. I wonder if this was true about every man. If this was true about every man, the church would be filled with good men. Okay? For he was a good man, Barnabas, and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. And much people was added unto the Lord. Talking about, talking about Barnabas. Listen, I'm going to talk about being perfect. I'm going to close. Don't, don't, don't get on me, Vaughn. I know I'm just, it's just habit. It's just habit. I just say it. I'm really not getting ready to close. Okay. For those of you listening, may one thing, shut your Bible. Don't shut it. I'm just, I'm just tuning up this last close. Hebrews 13, 20. Please turn there if you can. If you can, if you can't, just stay with me because it's, it's just a wonderful verse. It's just a wonderful verse. Hebrews 13, 20 through 20, 21. Here's, here's God talking about making us perfect and how that perfection is happens. 
Okay, now, now, now watch, he, he, he gives God's title, then he gives the power of God, then he gives the character of God, and, and then he goes on and on. See if you pick it up. Now the God of peace, Hebrews 13, 20. Now the God of peace, this is a great verse, that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect. And every good work to do his will. Working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We see the title of God. He's the God of what? Peace. He's the God of peace. Okay. Listen. Ain't going to be no peace in this country. Ain't never going to be no peace in this country or this world until God is sitting rightfully on the hearts of the folks who can have the power to make peace. OK, there's no peace. He's the God of peace. OK, not the Democrats, not the Republicans. He is the God of peace. OK, that 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 and, and, and watch this. Watch how much power this God has that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ. Resurrection power. See, 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 before a person can have peace, God's got to raise them from the dead. Amen. You ain't, listen, listen, you ain't having peace. Some people out here all the time, well, it's going to be, um, when I die, I'm resting in peace. No, no, no. You ain't resting in peace unless you die in peace. Okay? He says, that great shepherd of the sheep, he was a great shepherd of the sheep. That great shepherd of the sheep. Who's that? Who's that? That's that Jesus. That great shepherd of the sheep. What's the shepherd do? He said, I lay down my life. He said, I lay down my life for the sheep. What's a, hero? What's a hireling do? Uh, hireling, a hireling see trouble coming. Shut the doors. Close the doors. We, we, can, you know, we, uh, we might die. Who I told Cindy on the way out here, they setting up their tents out in their parking lots at these churches and stuff. And I'm sitting up here, what, what could they be preaching about in the parking lot of the house of God? Now, when I wrote down to Rogers to do this death visit, I wrote down to Rogers, I wrote by all these big churches, all unpacked to the gills. Folks just speeding to get there. Running me off the road to get to the church. I'm like, man, they, I'm, I need to do this. See what they preaching up in there. Folks was just running to get in the church. Okay. Come back up here. I have a church closed. I have a church I roll by. Closed. We ain't open this Sunday. Could you imagine? We ain't open this Sunday. Well, we, we're not open because of Delta, the Delta virus. Let me tell you something. You better worry about the sin virus. That's the one going to get you. The sin virus going to get you, okay? <laughs> Listen, let me keep going. His blood. Watch this now. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep. How? Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Let me tell you something. That blood... I have to write these down. I'm, I'm supposed to say these real fast, but I'm not real good at it. He says, the blood, by the blood, heaven is justified. Excuse me. Heaven is satisfied by the blood. 
Justice is magnified by the blood. The law is gratified by the blood. Hell is stultified by the blood. I'll tell you what that means in a minute. Sinners are vilified by the blood. Christians' work are, is intensified by the blood. And believers are glorified by the blood. Amen. Glorified by the blood. Heaven, justice, the law was fulfilled by the blood. That word stultified means hell is stultified, means ridiculed, humiliated, and made a fool of. By the blood. Don't let nobody fool you. Satan didn't want Jesus to get on that cross. Okay, don't let nobody fool you that Satan killed Jesus. No, Satan would have Satan, Satan wanted Jesus to come down off that cross in a bad way. Okay? He wouldn't have never wanted that. Jesus died for our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. 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 That's all I got. Amen. I got more, but that's all I got, honestly. God is good. God is good. Praise the Lord. I, I Listen, I got this note. It says, a thankless man is a disgrace and a dishonor. Think about that. You ever had somebody in your life that's thankless? You ever had somebody in your life that's thankless? That's a disgrace and dishonor. But a thankful man is a delight and an honor. So it's an honor to be around Thankful, folks. And what do we have to be thankful for? Think about it. Everything. Everything. Precious Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you, Father God, for the spirit of God dwelling in us. And, and, and his love is perfected in us. And when we are around each other, our spirits, our spirits love it. Our spirits love it. Father God, we pray for those folks that that still have not been able to come out to God's house, Father God. It only gets harder and harder and harder to return, Father God. Father God, I just pray that you would give them Holy Ghost boldness, quicken them, ignite these spirits and say, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm done with being cooped up and locked up in the house. I need to go to God's house. Let them say like David, I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.